Alright, today we are going to talk about the five things that I love about the Jeep community. It has its faults, and I actually have notes this time. So, alright, what is going on guys? We are live on Facebook, we are live on Instagram. What's going on guys? Alright, so, <clears throat> what's going on Joe? Steve, Mark, what's going on? DeWitt, David, what is going on? All right, so today's topic is five things that I love about the Jeep community. And I have notes today. Oh, my wife is joining us. Hello, wife. Today I'm wearing my Jeeps of SoCal shirt. For those of you that don't know, I spent many, many, many a moon in Southern California. It's actually where I bought my first Jeep, so... It holds a, a special place in my heart. Mm, need a little water to wet my whistle. All right, so let's get started here. So the first thing that I love about the Jeep community is the automatic kinship. So Jeeps park next to each other in parking lots. All right, so it's like, it's just kind of how it is. So what I do when I go to any sort of like shopping mall or blah, 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 whatever. Like I parked the farthest away. And this is like not now because I don't have a Jeep now. But when I did, I would park the farthest away because I don't like people parking next to me because I think it's weird. And it's like, get away from me. But when I was driving the Jeep, no matter how far away I parked, there was always a Jeep that would park next to me. So I appreciate that automatic like kinship. Like, yo, like we're bros. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't apply all the time because there's people like me who just, like, sometimes don't like people. And that's okay. And you also have to remember that... What's going on, guys? All right, I'm going to try and go back and forth between all of these right now, try and keep up with these comments. What's up, Glenn, Brady, Jonathan, Sean, Cody? What is going on? Thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate it. Instagram, trying to wave back to everybody, but I don't think I can. But I will. Oh, there's only 11 people watching on Instagram. Yeah, I can wave back at everybody. <laughs> so you, you guys have to remember when I say that there's an automatic kinship that the Jeep community like as a whole is larger than your very, very small circle of fucking asshole friends. And that applies to me as well because a lot of the people that I hang... Oops, sorry. A lot of the people that I hang out with are more <clears throat> like... I'm doing air quotes here, hardcore rock crawlers. So they're not really into the scene of like regular Jeeps or whatever. So when I say automatic kinship, if I talk to any of, you know, like the people that I hang out with, they're like, oh yeah, well, and Jeep people suck, blah, blah, blah. But as a, this is like overarching, as overarching, I really appreciate the automatic kinship. So a story I'll tell you that coincides with this. Sorry, I'm going to have another drink of water. I have like dry mouth right now. So good. Water's good. Don't worry, though. I also have other drink here. Make sure we show everybody. So I have been living in this house for three years, three, four years. And me, oop, I'm sorry, Instagram. So me and the neighbors don't really talk, like, at all. It's not because they're like dicks or whatever. It's just because like I'm not a like bring cookies to your neighbors type of guy. Like, you know, leave me alone, kind of. Like I'll wave at you when I mow the grass and 
whatever, and I'm not going to, like, play music super loud, super late, but, like, we're not homies on that level or whatever. <coughs> not yet, at least. So there was one day I was drinking on the porch. It's one of my favorite things to do. Drink on the porch, have a stogie, have a schmirk, and, like, just relax. Watch the cars go by. They all speed, by the way. If you live in my neighborhood, stop speeding. Um, but my neighbor across the street that I look like directly towards was, uh, doing like changing a light on his, a taillight or something. Um, and he was having a little trouble. If you guys know JK's at all, the top two screws in the taillight are different than the bottom two, or maybe it's the left side and the right side, but anyway, they're different. So he was over there. He was messing with it. I could see him screwing it in. He was, having a, he was having a problem. I knew exactly what the problem is. As soon as I seen him, for he was messing with it for like two minutes, a minute and a half, two minutes. I knew exactly what the problem was. So I put my drink down. I, did I? No, I walked over there with my beer and my lit cigarette, like the white trash that I am. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? Are you having an issue? He's like, yeah, man, I can't seem to get this you know, taillight to go back in with the screws. And I was like, well... See this screw, and I like pointed because he had the the two different size screws out, and I was like, "Well, put this one in, and you'll be good. Like it'll go in that way." He's like, "Oh man, thank you so much. Like I appreciate it." Blah blah blah, and then we got to cutting up a little bit, and whatever. But that's one of the things that goes under the the automatic kinship. Like I seen him having an issue, and I was like, "Yo, let me help you," even though we're not like super type super tight or whatever. And then another story that goes along with this automatic kinship is when I first came to Virginia, I came from California. I had spent about four years in California. Shout out SoCal. Yo, yo. Um, <clears throat> but there I went to a Bounce the Boobies event, charity event. I uh, didn't know anybody. Drove up there. Didn't have my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. Or maybe, yeah, girlfriend. Um, didn't know anybody. Just rolled up. I just wanted to go wheel and have a good time. Uh, so we all pull up to the sheets where we were like meeting up to go before we actually hit the trails. And I just parked back, like I backed in, like at the very back of the sheets and I was just sitting there ready to go. I was having a cigarette and some guy just pulls up to me or pulls up and backs in next to me and just starts talking to me. We're both having a cigarette. We're cutting up. We're having a good time. And... I don't know if, like, I'm not involved in any other scenes, but I don't think that that's a super popular thing to do in any other scene. I like to think maybe it's, like, just me wanting to think the best of the community, but I think it's kind of, like, one of the best things about the Jeep community is just that, you know, you have a Jeep, you're new, I haven't seen you before, Let's we're going to cut up, we're going to talk, we're going to have a good time. Uh, that person was Brandon Henderson. That was one of the very first people that I met in the Jeep community. Uh, still friends now, five years later. Um, <clears throat> but I think that if that hadn't happened, it may have, I don't, I wanna, I don't wanna say it would sour, it would have soured my taste for the Jeep community, but it was just one of those like extra things. It was just like, you know what, that's super awesome. I really appreciate that. Mm. I apologize guys, I got the super dry mouth right now. <clears throat> So that's the first thing, recapping. We're getting a, a couple more people joining in now. Chuck says, did we just become best friends? Yes. Well, I was best friends with you in my mind way before like, you even followed me on Instagram or whatever. 
All right, hold on. Let me adjust this a little bit. All right, there we go. I got the new the new podcast set up. I got all podcast things up here, by the way. All right, so the second thing that I love about the Jeep community is wrenching parties. Now, hold on. Wait, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Oh, wrenching parties are the worst. Shut the fuck up and listen to me. Listen to, listen to what I have to say to you, please. Give me a moment of your time. All right, so... I don't go to very many wrenching parties anymore, and it's just because of like the schedule. Like I have two kids, I have a full-time job, my wife has a full-time job, I'm driving at least an hour each way to work, and it's just like the weekends is like this. The, what you see behind me is like what I do on the weekends. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts. If I'm out somewhere doing something on the weekends, that means I'm not here doing what I need to do for seven slots. So it's very give and take. But that's like the main reason why I don't do wrenching parties anymore. <clears throat> but I love them. And before seven slot was really a thing, I loved going to them. I've, I've been to many, many, many of them. Um, hold on, sorry. See, when, when I have notes, I like actually have to look down and read at them because I want to get through all the topic that I want to get through. It's not just like winging it or whatever. So, all right, but you also have to take the good with the bad for wrenching parties because as many of you know uh, a lot of people that follow the page have been jeepers for god knows how long and a lot of times with wrenching parties what happens is there's two people working on one vehicle and everybody else is fucking off uh ooh, excuse me and it's i mean it kind of is what it is but when you get a good group of people and you have like a set what you need to get done, it goes really well. And I've seen it happen both ways. I've seen it happen where there's a list and you have like five, you have like two people that really know what they're doing. And then you have like seven people that are kind of like, I don't really know how to take lug nuts off. But like it works together because the people that know what they're doing delegate and then shit gets fucking done. But then you have the wrenching parties where it's like <clears throat> there's one person that knows what he's doing. And then there's seven people that have no idea what they're doing. And two of those people are fucking drunk off their ass. And that just, I mean, like, I'm all for having a good time and shit. But if you're coming to a wrenching party to, like, help, like, have some beers and have a good time. But, like, don't be a fucking drunk dickhead. It is what it is. Whatever. The other thing I love about wrenching parties is the knowledge transfer. Like I was saying, usually at a wrenching party, there's going to be two, three, four people that actually know what they're doing. And this is this happened to me in like my real life. <laughs> so the first couple that I went to, I didn't know dick. Like I didn't know shit. I didn't know how, like I obviously knew how to take lug nuts off, but... Like the finer stuff, like messing with the, like pull, okay, so the example is pulling, uh, they had to pull a, a Dana 30 out, like pull it out, they were uh, swapping springs and stuff or whatever. I had no idea how to do that, like no clue, I didn't know what was involved, but the people that were there that knew what they were doing were like explaining it and be like, yeah, and then you have to do this, and then you have to do that, and then you have to do this, and blah, blah, blah. What's up? Oh, JK on the rocks wants to go live. What's up, buddy? All right, let's go live. Let me get through these points, and then we can, we can talk and chit-chat. But I'll definitely go live with you. <clears throat> All right, it says it's connecting. <clears throat> All right, what's going on, bud? All right, so, yeah, the knowledge transfer. Like, I learned so much just from, um, you know, listening to those people that actually knew what they were doing and what was going on. 
And that's the, like that's one of the reasons I wish I could still go to wrenching parties because I've learned so much from people. I just want to transfer that knowledge to other people. Because on Instagram, I see so many people, they're like asking asking um, basic questions. Oops, sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep up on Instagram. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <clears throat> like they're asking basic questions and I want to be able to transfer the knowledge that I received as a very, very new Jeeper to the other people that are also very, very new because now that I'm armed with that information, I can arm them and in turn, them being armed, they can arm other people. And then we kind of like knock down the stupidity level that's on social media right now because it's pretty fucking ridiculous. <coughs> All right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see what's going on. Okay, number three. We're on number point number three of the five things that I love about the Jeep community. What's going on, guys? We have Justin and Nando over here in the Instagram Live. If you're not on Instagram, go ahead. Cut this Facebook off. Go ahead on Instagram. I can't hear you guys. I'm so sorry. Your sound's not working. Hold on. Yeah, no, your sound's not working. Oh, they're taking pictures. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. All right, so point number three, five things that I love about the Jeep community. And don't get it twisted. You guys know me. There will be a five things I hate about the Jeep community that follows this, that directly follows this. There will be one. So, but I just want to put the good before the bad. All right. I like to put the good before the bad because there's both and I am not one to shun away from telling the fucking bad. So the third thing that I have, let's see, how are we at? 13 minutes. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to catch up on Instagram. Oh, I keep hitting the wrong button. I'm so sorry, guys. Waving back to everybody. All right. So the third thing, the social support. So this one may be a little bit weird for you guys, but the social support is kind of like this is this just applies to social media like this this is the only point for this so when there's a jeeper in need I'm not a huge fan of the word jeeper but it's like it kind of is what it is oh, excuse me so i'm just going to use it when there's a jeeper in need the community will flock flock to that person in need <clears throat> most of the time most of the time i'm going to say that so a couple of the causes that I am saying. Oh, I'm so sorry. I have the camera switched around. I'm sorry, Instagram. <laughs> That's embarrassing. All right. So a couple of examples of what I'm talking about is um, I believe the name is Crawling for CF. There is a young woman, uh, is cystic fibrosis, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I'm really not. Like I don't know super much a lot about it. Um, but it, crawling for CF, um, I believe last time I checked, she was having a lung transplant and everybody is just like all in supporting it, sharing it. And I 1000% agree with that. It's fantastic. People should support people. And that's the beauty of, yes, uh, uh, Vito says wheeling with CF. Okay. Alyssa Magro. Thank you, Vito. I appreciate that. I was close. I said wheeling for. It's wheeling with CF. Okay. Alyssa, yes. So everybody's like flocking towards it, and I am all about it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Joe says, point the cam up, looking at chin. What are you talking about? That's good. Whatever. <laughs> um, another one is crawling for cops. There's a lot of like 
this whole cops and this whole thing is, I'm sorry, this cord's getting crazy. Um, whether or not you agree with it, I don't fucking care. The point is, is that people stand behind it. I believe last year, it was the first week of June, I was there, I was filming. I think the last time I heard, they had raised over $40,000 uh, to donate for cops, which is uh, concerns of police survivors. So basically, when if somebody loses their life in the line of duty, uh, their family like is trying to you know, pick up all the pieces of this devastating travesty, um, it, that funds that, like, I'm not sure exactly like what it helps with like school or whatever, but that's what it goes to. And there were hundreds of people at this event. This event has grown massively in the last four years. And I think it's awesome. Mm. Water break. Delicious. So that's good. And then another one that is near and dear to my heart, as many of you know, Castaway Crawlers, what is up? I got your donation for Built to Heal today. Thank you so much, which plays into what I was about to talk about, which was Built to Heal. And this is talking about the social support. So Built to Heal is an event that I started years ago. Um, the proceeds of it go to Four Wheel to Heal. I know it's a little bit confusing with the name. We're going to have to change the name at some point. It's just... It's too confusing. It's too confusing. But that's okay. That's my fault. That is my fault, guys. Um, but all the money goes to Four Wheel to Heal, which is a nonprofit 501c charity that takes uh, wounded vets um, from any wars out and goes like camping and hiking and off-roading, which is, you know, like our thing. That's what we do. Um, so the money goes to them, uh, they go to like KOH and they go to a bunch of different events and blah, 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 but awesome charity. I know the guys who run it. Oops. Sorry. I know the guys who run it. Uh, great guys. <clears throat> so that's that. The social support. That is the third, third point in the five things that I love about the Jeep community. If you guys are just joining us, thank you so much. The next thing we're going to talk about, number four of the five things that I love about the Jeep community, is the innovation. What are you talking about, Angel? Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me explain. So, for every niche, 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 niche market there is, there's going to be people that are going to find a problem and then solve a problem. And that's the way that the majority of successful businesses businesses operate is to find a problem and solve a problem and i think that a lot of people in this jeep community are doing a fantastic job for this yes thank you joe it is a great cause and i wish you could come out too what is going on orx 97 thank you for joining us man appreciate it all right dry mouth break i apologize guys maybe i should have some gum next time this is super awkward. It's basically a podcast of you watching me drink water. All right, and then we're going to have... Uh... <laughs> Vito says is your fifth favorite thing, Purple Jeeps. Not going to lie, man, that's probably like six and a half. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Purple Jeeps. All right, so what we also have today is some Sailor. Having a little bit of Sailor today, trying to relax on this Sunday. Mm. 
Delish. All right, so back to the fourth thing, innovation. And the first one I want to talk about, so there's a thousand different things that I could talk about, but the first one is kickbacks. Kickbacks Off-Road was the first company that I saw that really kind of like shook up the industry in innovation, if you will. And they did the... uh, the footrest with the integrated mirrors, which is a huge, like, when you take your doors off, you have no mirrors unless you remount them. But then, like, people like to stick their foot out the side. And what I would do, what do you, Fernando, Fernando's, we're live with Fernando, and he's saying that he's pointing to his ear. I don't know. Can you hear me? I can't hear you, bro. <laughs> I can't hear you, dude. All right. He's being crazy. All right. Hey, I'm going to get with you guys as soon as I'm done with this. All right? Yeah, I can't hear you either. All right. All right. We're going to stop this. All right. I will get back with you guys when we're done here. Okay. So kickbacks, uh, they were doing the integrated footrests with the, the mirrors, which was fantastic. And then um, the most recent one that I saw, I was at the Tennessee, the Jeep Invasion, Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion is actually what it's called. And they had this thing where it's like like a piece of metal, but it has a wheel on it, and it like sticks on the bottom of your door. So when you pull off your door and set it on the ground, you can like tilt it up a little bit and like roll it, which is so not a – I don't know how to say this. So I wouldn't buy it. Because I don't need it. Because I just like carry my doors and like put them in the garage and just leave them there. But for a lot of people, um, especially with the introduction of the JK, a lot of people like, I don't know how to say this without being a dickhead. Like, so there's the people that just buy a Jeep because they like a Jeep. They go like hit fire roads and shit. They're not like rock crawlers or they don't go like off-road but they still want to take their doors off because there's nothing wrong with that and i fully support that it it like keeps the brand of jeep going and if people didn't like people like that didn't exist the brand would fucking die and that's a whole nother podcast i've been over this a million times but i will do another uh podcast about it um adam catam demamp is saying jk doors with auto windows are fucking heavy i agree dude like i've taken them off and i've moved them so i completely like i understand why the product was invented and i am 1000 in support of the product i i have no need to buy it i don't need it um i would never buy it but it's a great product and there's that's what i'm talking about is that in this niche of jeeps someone saw a problem they're like these fucking doors are heavy why am i carrying them Maybe I should just like fix something up with some wheels and fucking roll them. They saw a problem, they created a solution, and then they marketed it, and they're fucking slaying. And that's fucking awesome. Like I don't have to like be 100% in the, into the fucking product to support it. Like I completely support it. It's fucking awesome. It solves a problem. Like go on with your fucking bad self. Make that fucking money. I hope they're making so much money. Like I don't know the owners. I don't know, I have zero ties to them whatsoever, but I am all about it. They did donate to Built to Heal, which is stellar. Thank you. All right, let's catch up on a little bit of these comments. 
All right. Will there be a recap of the five at the end? Yes, Scott, there will be a quick recap. Danielle says, JK front doors are heavy for some of us. She says, wimpy girls. So I'm not going to bust on you because I don't, like, I don't think you're actually wimpy, but I agree. Like, they're fucking heavy. Like, if you have to park on the street and then carry your shit into your garage or, like, into your house up some stairs and some crazy shit, then, yes, it's a perfect fucking product for you. All right. Yes, send, uh, Vito is bringing up awesome points that I didn't actually have written down. Thank you so much, Vito. That's why I love you. You're a dickhead sometimes, but you provide good stuff for me to bounce off of. So I appreciate you. He's saying, look at Spiderweb Shade. So if you don't know what Spiderweb Shade is, get educated because they've been out forever. Basically, when you take your top off, it's like sun beating directly down on you. You get the sunburn. They made like a shade that goes over the top that your hard top or your soft top can fit over. So when you take it off, it's still like shade you, and it's amazing. The other one he says is jammock, and jammock is a hammock that goes in between your roll bars. I say roll bars with the air quotes because stock stuff isn't really a roll bar. But anyway, it connects, and it's like a hammock, and it's stellar. Chuck says he loves his spiderweb shade. Yes, exactly. All right. <laughs> Mark said he's going to bust on me. Come on, man. I'll swing like that. You know this. All right. <clears throat> the other one is not really a problem, but it still is a solution to something. So this one is under the sun inserts, which Vito was actually the one that turned me on to them. <clears throat> So under the sun inserts, I talked about it in the last podcast, they are, it's like a behind your grill insert that has, it's printed and it has like, it's, um, it's an accessory modification, if you will. But basically it full, it more like makes your Jeep, your Jeep, if you will. I'm doing a lot of air quotes in this episode, guys. So I apologize. All right, so we're about to run out of time here on YouTube. Hold on, let me stop this and restart it because I want to make sure that I get all of this. Oh. Okay, I don't know what's going on here. Okay, there we go. All right, we're back. We're back. Okay. So um, it's not like a modification, like an enhancer modification, but all right, uh, but it, it's a customization, and nobody had thought of it prior to them. Um, what's up dad? Thank you for joining us. Um, before that people were wrapping their grills. I was one of those people. I got a big vinyl sheet, took my grill off, wrapped it. It didn't look great. It was the five foot rule. 1000%. If it looks good from five feet away, it's good. And I ran with it. Uh, so the innovation, the fourth thing that I love about the Jeep community is the innovation. There's problems, people create solutions, and then people make money. There's a lot of small businesses out here that are making money off solving people's problems. <clears throat> and then people think, this is, a, this is a little tangent. We'll get to number five. Hold up. Just give me a little more time. Just hold on. We're still under 30 minutes. Hold on. Just wait. Just be patient. It's Sunday. Where you got to go? Um, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I, I'd rather support like, Billy Bob, who can do it cheaper for me than the big guys, the big box guys. And I saw one thread where people were busting on JCR for being a big box and they'd rather support their friends. Well, for fucking number one, JCR is not the big guys. 
there's not they don't have like a staff of like 30 people that work there they don't have 15 welders working shifts building their shit like all things considered jcr is still small business um if you get to you know people like genrite genrite's like a big business generates a big business i would say that from my perspective everything you hear on this podcast is my perspective all right just fyi um i don't know too much about the inner workings of other shops i know that affordable off-road uh, one of the guys that i met when we were down in tennessee small business operation uh let's see i'm not i'm not going to speak on anyone else because i'm not 1000 percent sure i don't know so i'm not going to say <clears throat> All right, so number five, number five, the fifth reason, the fifth, fifth reason that I love the Jeep community is the trail support. And I'm glad you're in here, Chuck, because we're about to talk about you. I literally have this in my notes. Your name is in my notes, Chuck. So no person left on the trail. It's huge. It's huge. Sometimes it happens. Nothing that I say here is like concrete. Every time it happens, you know, my word is, my word is not bond. Well, my word to you is bond, but like what I say is not overarching. It applies to everything. There's always exceptions to the rule. But there's a, a feeling, a mindset, I feel like, with Jeep owners and off-road in general that nobody gets left on the trail intentionally. Nobody intentionally gets left on the trail. If you have an issue, people are going to help you. They're going to bitch. They're going to fucking moan. They're going to make fun of you, blah, blah, blah. But nobody gets left on the trail. So the perfect example of this, Chuck, which we're talking about. Yes, Joe brings up a good point. Running back to number four, innovation, Adam's drive, Adam's drive shaft, smaller business, killer people in there, awesome parts. Yes, thank you, Joe, for bringing that up. All right, so Chuck was out wheeling with a bunch of friends and someone broke badly, like the knuckle, like, broke. It was done. So he is on video saying, let me, this is paraphrasing. You can go back and watch the video. It's on a Crawl 5280's channel, I believe. Chuck is on record saying, well, let me go, let me take my Jeep that's not broken. I'm going to go back to camp. It was, a, it was a JK that broke the knuckle. I'm going to go back to camp. I'm going to take the knuckle off of my JK and I'm going to bring it back here. We can install it and we can get it off the trail that way. Like who, who does that? Like that's the thing. One of the things that I love about the Jeep community is that people are willing to do ridiculous fucking shit. I don't know if you've ever taken a knuckle off a JK, but that shit doesn't take two minutes. Like there's some shit involved in taking the fucking knuckle off. Not to mention the 45 minutes it's going to take to get off the trail, the however long it's going to take to take the fucking knuckle off, and then the 45 minutes back to the trail, however long it's going to take to put the fucking knuckle on the broken one, and the 45 minutes back off the trail. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. And that is why I'm grateful that there are people like that in this community that will do fucking dumb shit like that to help out other people. So that, that didn't end up happening. All right, let me say that. They found some other, some other way, I believe. I think somebody drove like two hours to bring them a stock knuckle or something. It was, it was th- like the whole situation was fucking ridiculous. So 
Chuck didn't have to take the knuckle off, but still, someone drove two hours to give to give them a stock knuckle that they had to get this Jeep off the trail. <clears throat> it's just shit that I fucking love about the Jeep community. And like I said at the beginning of this, there is definitely, definitely shit that I fucking hate. I'm not going to get into it now because I'm talking about the good right now. I'm talking about the good. All right, Chuck says, random people drove us a knuckle from Denver. He said, two hours each way on a Saturday night. Thank you, Chuck, for joining in and say, like, giving us a little more detail. So this even further proves my point. Someone had a stock knuckle, drove two hours to the trail Saturday night to bring them that knuckle, and then drove two hours home. On a Saturday night, they wasted a minimum of five hours to there, an hour-ish there, two hours back, just to help out somebody they didn't fucking know. And I feel like that awesomely sums up number five of why I love the Jeep community. And like I said in the beginning, this doesn't apply to everyone all the time. There's the fucking dickheads and... The way that people, when I was thinking about the notes to write this, I was thinking about like, oh, well, like, you know, for uh, wrenching parties. I was like, oh, well, I, you know, wrenching parties, none of my friends really go to them, blah, blah, blah. That's just like, this is your little, your little solar system right here. When you think about the overarching, there's so much fucking good that's going on. Like, get out of your own fucking asshole for two seconds and look at the overarching, where the sport is going where the community is going, yes, there's, they're getting some more ricer parts in with the ridiculous headlights with the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do like that. I don't know if you saw that at SEMA. Ridiculous, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the overarching, the community is growing. The community is exploding. People are helping each other, which is what it's like the whole fucking point. All right. Um... Ostry Sped 5 says, same thing happened to me. I broke a s- sector shaft and a guy went back down in the parking lot to his box and got me off the trail. There's another guy who drove 90 minutes with a trailer at midnight. Exactly. So this stuff happens on the regular. And just these comments in Instagram, I'm just an Instagram right here, just prove that. So if you're like, oh, Jeep community sucks. I hate everybody. Everybody's fucking assholes. Like, hold up. Fucking pause. Take into account everything else that's happening, not just in your little fucking sphere of dickhead friends. And sometimes I fall into that as well. And that's a different podcast. We'll get into that another time. But that is the five things that I love about the Jeep community. And if you're just joining us now, I will give you a quick, quick, quick recap because we are running out of time. First thing that I love is the automatic kinship. You park in the back of a parking lot in a Jeep guarantee nine times out of ten another jeep's gonna fucking park next to you number two is wrenching parties i don't go to them so much anymore just for lack of time i learned so much when i first joined uh well when i first came to virginia uh, i learned so much from wrenching parties it's absolutely insane and now i'm on a mission to teach people what i have learned because i learned so much from all these other people shout out to nova jeepers shout out to maryland jeepers uh, shout out to DMV Jeepers before it disbanded. Shout out to who else? I can't remember the other ones. But anyway, I've learned so much from people in this area. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I want to share that knowledge. Uh, what is up, JKU Ogun? Uh, 
All right, the third reason that I love the Jeep community is the social support. So if you have an issue, if you have a cause, people will support it. It's like just a flood of support. It's amazing. The people that we talked about were crawling with CF. Uh, she's going through a lung transplant. People are backing her like crazy. It is amazing. If you haven't, go check it out. Um, crawling for Cops which is another amazing charity that I've donated to, supported, filmed myself. Amazing. Go check that one out as well. And obviously, the one that I run, Built to Heal, supporting Four Wheel to Heal. Uh, registration closes September 15th. By the way, if you're not registered, you need to do that fucking yesterday. All right, the fourth reason that I love the Jeep community is innovation. The people that we talked about were kickbacks. Under the sun inserts. They saw a problem. They created a solution. They marketed the solution. Everybody's fucking happy. The fifth reason of the five reasons that I love the Jeep community is the trail support. Nobody left behind on the trail. Get, get them off at all costs. We talked about uh, Chuck's experience with um, the person that broke. They had somebody drive two hours that they had never met to bring a knuckle to replace the one that was broken, and they drove two hours home on a Saturday. So that's that, guys. Those are the five things that I love about the Jeep community. And in case this is your first time listening to the Seven Slot Society podcast and you know nothing about me, there will be five things that I fucking hate about the Jeep community. But before I do that, I would love for you to tell me the five things you love about the Jeep community in the comments, not right now, because we are about to cut this off. I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to enjoy this Sunday with my wife and my children. I appreciate you guys watching. Thank you so much. Uh, give me those five things in the comments. I will read them as I eat dinner. I will read them tomorrow on my break at work, and we'll have a conversation about it. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been another Seven Slot Society podcast. Thank you for listening. Please listen to the next one. It will be even better, I promise.